Yo, 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 beautiful people. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you at in the world right now, tuned into another Camper Chronicle Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D Wood. Me, yes, D Wood. I am him, that guy. And I am flying solo today. It's your boy, Flying Dolo. Big Che will be on tomorrow. And I'll have another guest on tomorrow. So we'll have two people on tomorrow. We'll be three deep in any Zuzu Jeep. Doing our thing live on Facebook. So make sure y'all tune in uh, as well. If not, still tune in to the podcast at the normal time to still hear the episode. Hey, we're going to get straight into it. Um, Man, over the weekend, we had some great games. I know I ain't going to get too deep. I'm going to go straight to... uh, the meat and potatoes. I'm going to go to the guys that we come here for. Titans, Raiders, Niners. Y'all know why we here. And I'll get into their games and um, they sep- their separate entities and how everything happened. Um, we got a few takes, though, that happened over the weekend of these games that will affect some of the games this week. Um, we'll start with some injuries. Uh, I'm going to run down the list of injuries. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh He's going to be out for the next two to three weeks uh, with an apparent uh, ankle injury. It's just a right ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. He'll be out. Obviously, we've seen the gruesome injury that happened to Nick Chubb, and I really didn't want to see it. I didn't see it in the game live. I ended up coming watching the game a little late. Then ended up scrolling on the Internet, kind of with my fingers crossed, hoping I wouldn't see it. And then, you know, you scroll long enough, boop, yep, they showed it. It was gross. It was terrible. Um and he's going to be done for the season. There's even a, a source saying that uh, he might need two two separate surgeries. Um, you know what I'm saying? One surgery to put it back together and then another surgery to get it to heal correctly. So um, it's just kind of crazy. Obviously, Austin Eckler's down as well. Ronald Jones just got cut uh, from the Cowboys. Um, J.K. Dobbins for the Ravens is out as well. Um, there's a lot of, you know, and then we got what's going on with the running backs as well, just in the hole. So it's just kind of a tough, tough, tough little run right now for uh, running backs. And it sucks. And, you know, I said, it's my part-time running back self. Man, that sucks. Uh, speedy recovery to all those dudes, man. I'm hoping they get that money, dog. And, uh, you know, luckily Chubb got paid before the injury. Obviously, he'd rather play. I ain't going to lie. You know, he's secured though, with, a nice, with a nice little check. But he definitely wants to play this year. And he definitely wants to play again. So I definitely understand uh, the frustration. And, again, it was a hell of a game, too. And uh, he was controlling that game. And it could have been a different outcome um, if Chubb plays, definitely. But Browns did sign Kareem Hunt. Um, Jerome Ford, the, the not a rookie no more, but the rookie last year out of Cincinnati by way of Alabama. He was a Bama boy. But, you know, Bama always have so many running backs. Some of them got to leave. Jerome Ford was one of those dudes. And I was paying due right now. I think he's going to still be the lead dog, but I think Kareem Hunt comes and helps in. And pass coverage, I mean, not pass coverage, but pass protection as a uh, blitz pickup player and as a receiving back out the backfield. And he's very familiar with the playbook. He can come in and help. Um, they got Pierre Strong Jr., who they traded from the Patriots at the end of preseason. Uh, he showed a little bit, but they see he's not going to be able to be a solid number two, so that's why you go back out. And um, you signed Kareem Hunt, which, like I said, makes perfect sense. Uh, you're going to need two backs. Uh, with Watson still not looking all the way ready to get down yet. So I definitely still think we got a little bit to work on. But you definitely need a hunt. Again, crazy injuries happening. Um, 
just just a sad sad moment for the for the uh, running backs in the league right now. And the NFL is about to file a grievance um, on the union because they believe the union has been advising running backs to fake injuries ex- or exaggerate injuries to get leverage in contract talks. Um, if they is, so what? And if they ain't, mind your damn business then. But I mean, hey man, you see the, what the running backs got to go through, man, to get their dollars. So. Uh, again, I ain't for faking injuries and all that, but hey, dog, when they trying to pay you less than the punters, dog, and kickers, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a slap in the face. So, man, do what you got to do, man. F the system. <laughs> Y'all know how I operate, man, for real, for real. Um, And also, the people out there saying that Minka, because I was Minka Fitzpatrick on the hit with Nick Chubb, and they were saying that he, he it was a dirty hit and he tried to hit him uh in the legs and the knees um was it a dirty play hell no not even close was he trying to hit him in the knees yes everybody that tries to tackle nick chelapai you see what happens you get ran over you get stiff arms same thing with derrick henry like man no no safety is coming into the game saying oh i'm finna break his legs no defensive players like i'm finna break his legs i'm finna try to tear his ac i'm finna try to Rupture his, like, no deep, again, unless you're a dirty player. Again, and there are some out there, but I'm specifically talking Minka Fitzpatrick in this specific play. He's coming in making a tackle, man. When you're tackling a guy like that, man, I tell my players uh, that I coach at high school as well, man, uh, you know, cut at the thigh, thigh between the thigh and the knee. Like, you know, I don't want them to deliberately take the knee out. But we're trying to chop down trees, man, and we got to get these guys down the best of our ability. Most of the time, the guys we're taking down are bigger and stronger than us. So, you know, um, it's a part of the game. And, again, they've already taken, like, you know, they've already taken away no hitting up high to avoid concussions and things like that. These are some of the things that will happen, unfortunately, a little bit more with us. Not because we don't want to get targeted. We don't want to get fined. We don't want to get put out the game for illegal hits and hitting people up high. So, these are some of the consequences. And again, we're not condoning dirty hitting because it's not. But we're out here hey, tackling to the best of our ability within the confines of the rule. And this is how Derrick Henry get tackled. This is how Chubb. Del- this is how you tackle bigger running backs. Josh Jacob, these physical specimens. This is how you have to get these guys down. And again, if you watch the play, man, Minka was not in there with ill intentions. But he definitely coming in there. Um, like I tell my players to tear them legs up like a good whooping. You know, that's what you do to bigger running backs. You continue to hit the lot, hit the legs, thighs, lower extremities. You want to slow that guy down. So I definitely just wanted to make sure for my football people out there, for people that don't really know football like that and are just kind of upset. Oh, excuse me. Ooh, eating earlier. Uh, was upset and um, felt some type of way about it. But uh, I think they should just calm down and relax. Like, man, this is a this is a physical game we play. You know, very, very physical. And we always tell our players to, you know, protect yourself. Play smart, play fast, play safe. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's the best you can do. And you go out there and you give it your all and you live with the results. And obviously, you never want to, again, you never want to hurt a player. But you know that technically every time you hit them, you're hurting them. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a double-edged sword. But it's the game we play. It's the game we love. And this is the same thing goes back to the DeMar Hamlin thing. If Nick Chubb, after his two surgeries, he get out there and they tell him, hey, you can play football again. You healed up now. You might have had to sit out two years, but your body is back to normal. It's a 
75% chance he's going to go back out there and do it. It's what we do. It's what we love. Knowing the risk and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's in us. It ain't on us. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'll go out there and kind of leave it with that. It's in us. It ain't on us. Um, now I want to talk about some more personal things before I get into the games. Uh, I want to start with, um, what's that man name? Patrick Mahomes getting his guala. Basically reworking his deal so that over the next four years, he going to make $210 million um, over the next, yeah, over the next, what, four years? Yes, sir. Between now and how many years, four years from now, you know, I don't count that fast on the fly, but $210 million, the most money ever made in the four-year span, and it's all guaranteed, um, and that's their little subtle way of giving their guy some fully guaranteed contract uh, after working out a lot of his contract, so... Uh, get your money, Mahomes. And again, one of the best players in the league. Um, damn near the face of the NFL right now. So, um, you know, it's well-deserved. And he keeps pushing the bar for the rest of the quarterbacks as well. Uh, speaking of pushing the bar and rest of the quarterbacks, I know y'all heard Justin Fields come out and say what he said. And uh, if you didn't, I'll, I'll be brief with it. He basically came out and they asked him, um, you know, like low key, what was wrong with him? You know, what what was wrong with him? And he was like, man, I just, uh, he's like, I'm not playing myself. I'm not playing free. And they was like, what do you mean? You're not playing free. He like, man, sometimes I get out there and I'm overthinking. And he's like, and sometimes I should just get out there and do what my natural ability tells me to do, you know? And they was like, well, what do you think is causing the overthinking? And what he said, I think he was, it's like he, it's not what you, in my favorite, one of my favorite lines, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And um, what he says is uh, coaching. He says, I feel like I'm, a rob- I'm robotic because I'm in there trying to do exactly what everybody says. And he blames, and he doesn't blame coaches. He says me. He says the coaching, it's me. And, um. And then he says, like, uh, you know, uh, trying to make every read and do everything that the play is designed to say. But again, the main thing that the media heard was him say, yeah, uh, the coaching is what got me uh, overthinking. And again, this is two this is two ways to go to that. And then he comes back out later and he doubles down and he says it's not coaching and yada, 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 put all the blame on me. Again, it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. I think he meant that, but he didn't mean like they can't coach. It's just now they're trying to get him to be a quarterback and make reads and go through progressions. And this is the first read, this is your second read, this is your third read, this is your fourth read. And again, this is a guy who comes from Ohio State where it's first read, second read, takeoff running. First or second read is more than likely going to be open because they're always first-round talents. So now you're in a situation where you're on the worst team in the NFL. And now you actually have to go through those set progressions. And you don't have the uh, leaders of offensive line. This is causes for you to get um, confused, I'd say. Or overthink. You know what I'm saying? Because you're trying to read through progressions. You're trying to figure out what the defense is doing. You're trying to make sure you know what you guys are doing. Leads to confusion. Leads to him overthinking. Leads to him robotically having a brain fart, thus is leading to lackluster plays and his videos on the internet now of him missing some people where they're taking screenshots of the field and they're like, man, he should have took this throw and look, he's he's over. And again, this is what he's saying though. So I do think 
that, again, the coaches are putting more on his plate. You want to be an elite quarterback? You want to be, you want to take the next step? We're going to put more pressure on you. We're going to put more on your plate so that you can uh, be the successful quarterback you want to be. But that's going to go, that's the only way you're going to be able to do that is if we put some more pressure on you, again, to uh, make you better. We want to see you better. So show us what you can do. We know you could do this athleticism and off script, but can you get, get the hike, get your drop, get to your progressions and make the right read before the pressure gets to you? And that's that's where the problem is or say dilemma because it's not a problem. It's it's a it's a dilemma. And it's something that he has to work on as a quarterback. And again, I understood what he was trying to say, but it made it seem like the coaches were just either couldn't coach or they ain't know it. You feel me? Or, or, or the coaching was too much. And I think it's somewhere in between to where it's not too much. It's just new. And he has to adjust and uh, get ready for this. So I'm hoping he'll bounce back. Um, again, probably won't be this week with who they play. But I just want to see him in more command, look confident, and have fun out there like he was last year. Because he looked like he was having fun in a losing effort. Now they're just losing and he looks bad. So I definitely think this is um, something to watch out for. And again, a lot of people are going to say, hey, they had a chance to get Bryce Young. But, I mean, Bryce Young don't look like a world beater right now. And that Panthers team is uh, a little better than the Bears. So, I'm not sure how Bryce Young would be doing there um, as well. So, But, again, you never really know. Um, there are two different style of quarterbacks. So, uh, only time will tell. Hoping uh, they figure it out over there because I do like Justin Fields. I think he has a lot of upside. And uh, he could be a tremendous talent in this league with the right coaching. And, again, some effort on his part. It always takes two to tango. Um, now we're gonna go over the just, you know, the main the main games. Uh we'll start with the Raiders Bills on Sunday. Man, um, I picked the Bills. Told y'all. Uh only way they would have a chance is if Josh Jacobs controlled the ground, they controlled the clock, and they kept the ball <laughs> out of Josh Allen's hands. I said all that on the last episode. Go tune into last Friday's episode and you'll hear all my picks. Um did pretty well for myself. Hoping to double up again this week and have another good week of picks. But, um, again, I said they had to control the clock, keep Josh Allen off the field. Uh, they couldn't do that. Jimmy G threw two picks, and Josh Jacobs only had nine carries for <coughs> a whopping negative two yards. So, there's the game. Um, Devontae Adams, six catches, 84 yards. And then Josh Jacobs caught five catches out the backfield for 50 yards. Um, not, a recipe, not a recipe for winning at all. Um, they're going to need to run the ball to create play-action pass to be able to take shots and make throws uh, down the field. Kind of like my Titans, uh, just kind of a different variation. Instead of deep shots, it's more quick, intermediate, get the ball to the playmakers, let them do some run after the catch. Um, but, again, Josh Allen on the other end, 31 for 37, 274 yards, three touchdowns, no interception. He was only sacked twice. Um, and then uh, James Cook. 17 carries, 123 yards. Gabe Davis, 92 yards receiving. Diggs, another 66. Again, uh, just too much jo too much Josh Allen. Again, they didn't get him off the field. They let him stay on the field. They gave him second and third chances with turnovers and takeaways. So I, I figured this was how it was going to be um, if they couldn't control the clock. And, yeah, that was it. It doesn't take too much to tell y'all what the Raiders got to do to be in game. And they didn't do it in this one. He didn't even have enough carries to even help chew the clock and keep these points down. So nine carries ain't going to cut it. 
16 carries as a team for the Raiders, not going to cut it. They probably won't win a game if they have 16 total carries through their backfield. And one of them is Jimmy. So, yeah, that's not a recipe for success. Hit the drawing board, Raiders. You know what you got to do. And uh, Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator, bro, I'm not feeling you, dog. I am not feeling you. It's only two weeks in. We'll see. Uh, we'll see this week. Because uh, the team y'all got is very, very uh, easy opponent. Not a winnable game. Winnable game. But uh, offense, that shouldn't be so, so dangerous. But, yeah, man, Raiders got to step their game up if they don't want to fall uh, to one and two. And then we'll, we'll go to my damn Titans, man. We'll, we'll finish with the with the with the nine eight game, Titan game. Y'all remember? I picked, I picked the Chargers to win the game because I expected our offensive coordinator to throw the ball with Brian Tannehill again thirty something times like this man is a guru and only had the ball to Derrick Henry fifteen times. That was my hundred percent guess. That was what I felt was going to happen. I said the only way we win this game if Derrick Henry gets. 25 to 30 touches. Tannehill doesn't throw it more than 25 to 26 times. We have to take some shots down the field, push the ball down the field. And if we can do that, because our defense is going to be solid, we can be in this game. And holy crap, y'all, guess what we did? Tannehill only threw the ball 24 times and completed 20 of them. You see what I'm saying? For 246 yards, one touchdown. Uh, we still got to address the big problem offensive line. And I'll deal with that um, when I'm summing this whole game up. But he, Tannehill was sacked five times. Some majority were line fault. One or two is his fault for not getting rid of the ball. But at least three of those, maybe even four of those, was just bad offensive line play. Um, it was a lot of pressure coming right up in his face. Derrick Henry ended up getting 25 carries. Only had 79 yards. But it's the carries that matter. It's the touches. It's the wear and tear. It's the having to tackle him. Having your linebackers know that he's going to get the ball. Safeties know he's going to get the ball. This is how we get one-on-one shots down the field, um, down the sideline with Traylon Burks, who had three catches for 76 yards, and his one big catch was 70 yards. Also, Chris Moore had a 49-yard deep ball, two shots of 40 yards down the field. Completions lead to bigger plays. Ryan Tannehill has to get back to running himself. Took a read option in the red zone, 12 yards, scored a touchdown. These are the things we have to do to win football games. Ryan Tannehill is not a 33 to 40 times, throw it, put it on my shoulder. No, no, no. We have to hand the ball off to the guy in the 22 jersey as many times as we can to wear opponents out and get guys focused on coming down, stopping the run, so we can then play action and take deep shots with our deep threat wide receiver in Trey Lindenbergs and deep crossing routes with DeAndre Hopkins. It's not rocket science, Tennessee. It's not rocket science. But what we do have to do, we have to. We have to. We have to. We have to. Fix our offensive line struggles. Peter Skaronski, our first-round draft pick who played in week one, looked okay at left guard, was out this week. We started. I don't even know who we started. It was, uh, I hate to do it like this. I think it was number 64. He was black. Don't know his name. I'll look him up. He was trash. First quarter, I said we need to pull him out. We put in Dylan Wright until we took two years ago in the second round uh, as a tackle. We put him in that guard. I was still scared. He played a little bit better, though. But still, it's terrible for what we took him out in the draft for him to be what he is as a spot-up player uh, for being a second-round pick. Peter Skaronski needs to come back. And I am still saying we need to play Peter Skaronski at left tackle. I don't care about his arm being short because Andre Diller got long arms, and he can't block a fucking thing. So I definitely think Pete Skaronski needs to get a shot at left tackle. 
arm short or not, this man went all American in the Big Ten. I mean, Big yeah, Big Ten. My apologies. Yeah, went all American in the Big Ten twice at the University of Northwestern. So I think this kid has it. And I think we should see. I hate that they just put that cap like you got to have this long arm to play tackle, man. Let the kid spin. And let's see if he can protect our quarterback blind side because Andre Dillard is not doing it. And it is not cute right now watching him out there. Not even a little bit. But again, we got the win in overtime. Defense played um, very, very well for us. Uh, got some stops. Got some fourth down stops. Big takeaways. Again, excuse me, secondary is still a slight concern. Christian Fulton is already out. We're only two weeks in. He's already out. Missed the game with a hamstring. He's been having hamstring injuries since we drafted him. He hasn't played 16 games at all this in his career, and this is his fourth year, contract year. I'm not sure if we're going to um, pick him up. I'm not sure if we're going to give him a contract unless he comes out and has a crazy season, which I doubt. And then even if he does, we'd mess around and franchise tag him. I'm not a fan of him either. Um, I like. I don't mind him being small, but he doesn't play. He's not. He ain't feisty enough, dog. He's just not all up in people. He's not a playmaker all the time. It, he's just not a number one corner. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting played okay. He had some moments. Um, Trey Swelling. I mean, not Trey Swelling. Uh, Trey Avery. Whoo, that man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He cannot play. And he was getting embarrassed. He got mossed by Keenan Allen, by Mike Williams. Uh, again, Roger McCreary, our young nickel, I really like him. I'm, I'm ready to put him back on the outside again and let him see what he can do. But, again, we got the win. We won and won. Um, and I'm very surprised the Chargers are 0-2 right now. They definitely got some things they need to work on, uh, definitely. But um, that's, that's, that's coaching. Staley needs to get it together because there's no way uh, this team should be uh, 0-2. They should have beat somebody, whether it was the Dolphins last week uh, who they couldn't stop at all, and, or if it was us this past week. I mean, week one was the Dolphins, and if it was us this past week. But uh, that's another story for another time. <laughs> but we did get a win. We're sitting at one and one. Um, looking forward to uh, week three. And last but not least, uh, Niners-Rams. It was actually a, a, the score says it was a good game. Niners kind of got on them a little bit, but the Rams made it interesting. Uh Brock Purdy, I wish Che was here. I'll talk about this tomorrow anyway when he comes back on the episode. Because, again, this was the thing he was talking about about Brock Purdy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't make no mistakes, so he's not the He's You feel me? He's not the reason they lost, but he's not the reason they won. 17 for 25, 200 yards, only sacked once, no touchdowns, no picks. 12 yards per attempt. So, again, solid. But you got your boy McCaffrey, 20 carries, 116 in the touchdown. Debo Sayos also had a rushing touchdown, and Purdy ran one in himself. Again, but you got a defense that goes out, gets two interceptions, sacks Matthew Stafford once, um, forces a fumble or two um, again, but the Niners issue is secondary. But again, when you got a front like that, it doesn't really matter. But when Matthew Stafford has thrown the ball 55 times, it's not looking good. Even though this game was close. 55 times for Stafford, that's not good. Sean McVay, you should be ashamed of yourself. And you throw the ball 55 times, and 20 of those 55 passes went to a rookie, Puka Nakua. If you don't know who he is, you need to know now. Rookie out of BYU, I want to say fifth-round pick. Uh, had 15 catches, 
147 yards last week uh, versus the Seahawks. He had uh, uh, nine catches, I want to say, over 100 yards in the touchdown. Um, he's been playing very, very well, and this is with no Cooper Cup. So, hey, when Cooper Cup get back, you have Nakua Cup and Tutu Atwell. Nice little receiving core. Um, Rams defense isn't playing terrible. Not bad at all. They have a few good moments on the Niners as well um, before they eventually just kind of broke down because, I mean, that's kind of what you're going to do when you're going up against a juggernaut like that. They're going to just keep weighing on you, keep taking body shots, body shots, and break you down. Um, ooh, excuse me, but I do think Purdy was real regular, and I don't think he can have a regular game against great teams. Again, that's the thing Che was saying where he was like, you know, he's still not dynamic. And I'll always take that into consideration as somebody who's a Niner fan. And he's like, I like Purdy. I'm not knocking him. I understand why they did it. But he feels like this is just a... And it's not a, it's not a bad thing because this could still win you a Super Bowl. He's a, just a, a less flawed Jimmy G. Like, you know, it's like a Jimmy G without the turnovers, without the crucial turnovers. Again, that could win you a Super Bowl. But again, if we're playing against some firepower and we need him to go out there, can he go out there and elevate his game and go throw the ball 42 times? You know what I'm saying? If, if y'all need that. Uh, we don't know yet. Time will tell. But um, I, I think I think we, it's TBD. Um, but again, if he never got to do that and they keep winning, who cares if he can if he can't? You know what I'm saying? The you, What do you say? You play to win the game. And that's what the Niners doing right now, sitting at 2-0. So... You got to respect that. Now I'm going to get into my picks this week, and I'll have my two guests tomorrow get a pick for the week. Um, obviously, Thursday, tonight, Niners-Giants. Uh, all right, I- I'm still going to do my job. <laughs> obviously, I'm taking the Niners. Big Chase, a Niners fan. We know he's taking the Niners. I'm I'm 1-1. One one. He 2-0. We should wake up tomorrow 2-1 and one and 3-0 and on Thursday night. I'm on his ass. Uh, the comeback is going to be real. But uh, I'm not jumping gun yet. Taking the Niners. Um, the X factor for this game, Niners defense. Again, I'll, I'll end, and Niners offensive line. But again, the Giants don't have a sack or interception this season. We're two games in and they don't have a sack or interception. And all we talked about this offseason was how Wink Martindale, which is the Giants defense coordinator, was going to be this blitz-heavy, interception-crazy defense. And they ain't sacked or touched the football in two games. Um, They might have a chance to get a sack today. Not sure about interception. A sack, potentially, because the right side of that offensive line for the, uh, for the Niners, a little suspect. So, um, there's a chance that it could be, uh, you know, maybe y'all get one, but it's definitely, definitely, uh, um, going to be the defense and how they control what's left of this Giants offense. And again, no Saquon Barkley. So I really don't think this should be close. I know Cowboy fans are going to be watching this saying that the Niners got to score 41 and hold them to zero. I don't think it has to be that as far as Niners, Cowboys and y'all personal Beef y'all have against each other, obviously, that's what y'all going to want to see. But I think if they go out there, and again, y'all scored on special teams and everything, bro. Block the field goal and punts, all kind of crazy stuff. Again, so I say Niners go out there and and, and, and just put a, a, a decisive, you know what I'm saying, win together. 
I don't think it'll be a, a I don't think it should be a big hoo-ha on Cowboys Niners. But you know that's what they're gonna make it until they link up. And they link up in two weeks. So when that moment comes, we'll have that moment. And we'll let that uh we'll let that be what it is. But tonight, um, and just as an analyst, for the Giants to win this game, Daniel Jones has to be a part of the run game tonight. And again, I'm not sure they're going to be able to run the ball on the Niners, missing two offensive linemen. Uh, Evan Neal, the rookie's out, and I forget the right guard's name. Uh, He'll be out as well. So, again, they're going to be missing key players. But, again, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has to be a part of the run game. And Darren Waller has to be the matchup mismatch mismatch nightmare for the Giants to have a chance to win this game. Um because I think they have to control the clock because I don't think their defense is going to be able to help them. They haven't showed a reason to help anybody. Um, you see what they did against the Cardinals. I expected them to lose to the Cardinals, but I knew the Cardinals were weak enough to blow that game. Said it on the podcast last week. Make sure y'all tune in listen to my picks from last week. They were beautiful. Um, but I do think, uh, again, Waller has to be the mismatch nightmare when they put safeties on him. Linebackers, he got he to gotta have a mismatch nightmare and be uh, Daniel Jones' is best friend. And then again, run game has to control and keep the ball out of the Niners' offense hands because between McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and just Shanahan, Shanahan play calling, man, it can, it can get ugly quickly um, just with the way they run plays and the way he methodically puts together his play calling in his series. And, um, yeah, so I got the Niners. Again, I got the Niners. Shouldn't be close. Uh, it won't be close. And, again, um, X-Factors. For the Niners, offensive line and uh, defensive line, for real, for real. And for the Giants, it's going to be Daniel Jones and Darren Waller. Can Daniel Jones help out in the run game? And can Darren Waller be a mismatch night- nightmare in the pass game? If those two guys have good nights, then the game could be a little closer. Maybe instead of them losing by 17, they lose by 10. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where I go with that. Um, and that's the Thursday game. Um, and then we go to... Um, Sunday games will start bright and early. My Titans, man, 10 a.m., travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Um, Again, no Nick Chubb. I'm definitely um, taking my Titans, man. Um, Last week was uh, a good showing. But I will say that uh, this Browns defense is a lot better than the Chargers defense. And that's no knock on the Chargers defense. This is more me so saying... For my Titans, uh, the Chargers may have may have a better offense than the Browns, but the Browns' defense is a, a little bit more tenacious, a little bit more aggressive, uh, and that could be because Jim Schwartz is their defense coordinator, and we know how Jim Schwartz get down with the defense. So I'm this is all praises to the Browns' defense, um, but we are gonna have to play like we played last week, heavy on the run, control the control the clock, um, heavy Derrick Henry again, play action pass. Um, obviously Browns got some, got, they got better defenders, better secondary, uh, whew, Miles Garrett and Zendaria Smith, man, we gave up five sacks. We'll probably give up another four or five. Like that's going to kind of be the number. I don't like that. We should, we should bring that down to maybe two a game. Um, but I think we get it done. Uh, X factor offensive line, bro. Can Tannehill get time when we have to pass? Cause again, bro, Bosa played. Listen, listen to this fun fact. Because Bosa was hurt, Joey Bosa, not Nick, Joey for the Chargers. Bro, he played 
14 snaps. 14 defensive snaps and had two and a half sacks. Because he was only playing pass rush, guaranteed pass downs because he's coming off an injury and yet he was still that effective. We finna have Miles Garrett down there every play, every snap. He doesn't come off the field. And Darius Smith the same way. Oh, we got to bring our A game. Offensive line is the factor for this game. If our offensive line fails us, we could lose this game. Again, run the ball. Keep Tannehill under 25 passes. It's the same remedy every week. Run the ball with Henry, 25 to 30 touches. Uh, Push the ball down the field when the opportunity presents itself. Don't be afraid to put that ball in one-on-one coverage to our receivers. That's what they're there for. You know what I'm saying? Control the clock. Tannehill has to use his legs at least two, three times a game. Stin plays. Run for first downs. Run in one in the end zone. Same remedy as last week. And we go to Cleveland and we get a win and we be 2-0. And we be top of first in the division. Well, technically we tie right now. But, you know, I, th- I got a feeling the Jags might win again. So, um, that's my take on that. Again, I got Titans over the Browns. Uh, 10 a.m. on CBS. Uh, but the Browns X Factor, uh, it's Deshaun Watson. He's had tremendous games against us. So if he turns back into Deshaun Watson of Houston Texans with the weapons he got on that offense, we could be in for a long night because I'm still not sold on our secondary. So there is that. But Deshaun Watson is the X Factor for this game. No Nick Chubb for the foreseeable future. You're now the off. You're now the best player on the offense. Chubb was the best player on the offense. You are now the best player on the offense, Deshaun Watson. You have to elevate your game and take your game back to Houston Texan Watson if you want to have a chance at this season to really be something um, and have a chance at the playoffs because the division looking real open right now. The Ravens are 2-0. They're probably the most one of the most flawed 2-0 teams out here. So um, I think they have a chance. And again, uh, with a team that gives them opportunity to win in my Titans because we are a flawed team as well. So uh, this should be a good game, but I got the Titans again. Deshaun Watson, the X-Factor for the Browns, and our offensive line is the X-Factor for us. Browns, Titans, let's go Titans. Next game, Steelers-Raiders. Uh, Steelers travel to Vegas. I'm not going to front. Raiders have to run the ball. The Browns were winning. The, the Browns were doing very, very well against the Steelers when Chubb was in the game. When Chubb, Chubb had 75 yards. By the end, by the time he got hurt, he got hurt. I want to say end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, he already had seventy yards rushing. So again, just like I'm saying every week for the Raiders, Josh Jacob has to be the tone setter. I know he's coming back from the from the holdout, so he's still getting it, but he has to be the the roller. He has to get it going. The runs are up the middle, not off the edges. High Smith and T.J. Watt don't play that off the edge. So make sure you're running up the middle with Josh Jacobs. Control the clock, get play action going, because the secondary showed flaws. Deshaun was able to put some put some shots down the field when he had Chubb in the game. He was able to make some throws to Coop and things like that. Once they lost Chubb, now all of a sudden we're in two high safeties now. It's a lot harder throws. So again, keep them to stay one high by running the ball, uh, making them uh, bring bring one of those safeties in the box so you can take more shots uh, down the field. Because once you let the Steelers can sit in too high and they can still stop the run with your lighter box and you just let TJ and Highsmith get after it, it's a long night. Ask Deshaun Watson. It was a very, very long night. 
But again, like the Niners did, you run the ball, you weaken them, you get shots on one-on-one coverage on the outside. They don't have great corners. They have an all-pro safety. Stay away from him. But they have two corners that are flawed. Uh, Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson, and then even the rookie Joey Porter Jr. So you will have some chances to, to take some shots with Adams and Tucker. Again, Myers, um, if he plays. So again, but Josh Jacobs is the X factor for this week. He has to control the line of scrimmage. Um, and for the Steelers, Kenny Pickett, can he play better? Um, again, bro, we expected this man to take a big step this year. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, he hit us with the okie doke in preseason and played flawless in three preseason games and now hasn't put together a good damn near drive yet, except for maybe the one where he threw a 71-yard pass to George Pickens, but that was more Pickens than Pickett. So that's my personal thing. But I'm taking the Raiders, y'all. I think the Raiders get this win at home, crowd behind them, Mad Max and the gang. Um, no Chandler Jones. He's still on the NFL exemplist for personal issues. I do think y'all going to end up trading him. I just think they're going to save him so they can get the best value for him without him being hurt. Let Tyree Wilson go ahead and plug in. Plug. Y'all drafted him with a top five pick in the draft, seven pick in the draft. Go ahead and let that man spin. But um, I'm taking the Raiders at home, man, over the Steelers. Raiders go to 2-1. and one, And uh, they stay at the top of the division, man. Let's go, Raider Nation. Next, we got Bills Commanders. Hey, take the commanders. I don't know if y'all been watching the games. Sam Howe hasn't been impressive, but Sam Howe hasn't been a problem. And Eric Bieniemy is getting to show his play calling skills. And again, watch the Chiefs game. Watch the run plays. Watch the plays. Watch the pass plays that come off the run plays. None of them match. Now, if you got something that you can watch the Commanders game on, watch it. If you don't, hit me up. I'll let you know how you can get that. But uh, watch the Commanders play. Watch their run game. Watch how their run plays tie into the play-action pass that leads to these beautiful deep shots Sam Howell get to take to Terry McLaurin and uh, uh, Jahan Dotson uh, uh, and Brown. And um, these guys, I think the Commanders are for real. I don't know if they're better than the Cowboys or the Eagles yet. I still, I, the Eagles will come. I'll, I'll speak on the Eagles when that come. But I do think the Commanders are showing that they're going to be a good football team. And um, they got the Bills to win this game. They got the Bills by, they got the Bills plus six and a half. Take it. Commanders should, should and will cover that. I think this will be a much closer game. I really do got, and I got the Commanders taking this. Mm-mm. Looks like an upset. But I told you, Vikings and Bills are going to be two teams that's going to take a step back this year. Uh, I just don't feel like they got better. I feel like they're relying on their best players to be the best players, but you didn't put no filler players around. You actually let go of a lot of the filler players. So I do think the Bills um, lose this game. And they shouldn't panic, but one and two with the potential of the Dolphins going three and oh, that's some room to panic. Um, to just put you in a gap behind them. But again, Commanders, Bills, I'm taking the Commanders. Dolphins, Broncos. Man, this is going to be fun. Um, if y'all remember, when Sean Payton, before he was the Broncos coach, he was just an analyst for CBS, TBS, CBS, NBC, one of these, one of, one of the fellow sports platforms. And he was saying, by the end of the season, 
the Miami Dolphins would move on from Tua and go with Teddy Bridgewater. He was saying Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the Dolphins' starting quarterback for the future. Obviously, Tua got hurt. Teddy was the quarterback for a minute. And then Teddy got hurt. And he lost it. Fast forward to today. Tua is still the quarterback. The Dolphins are 2-0. The Broncos are 0-2. And I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm taking the Dolphins in this. I think this is going to be the best game the Broncos are going to play, even though the game they just played versus the Commanders last weekend was amazing and probably should have been a P.I. and got them to play another chance to go for two and get a chance to go to overtime. I think this game could be even better because they're going to get up. Sean Payton going to make sure they get up for this game because he knows what he said, and I'm pretty sure Tua remembers what he said. So don't be surprised if Tua throw for 460. Or tries to, at least. But again, this Bronco defense is legit. They didn't look legit versus the Commanders last week, giving them 35 points. But I think this is a legit defense. I do think that maybe Vance Joseph needs to tighten up the D, turn up the D a little bit. I don't know exactly what it is, but I definitely think they should be much more competitive than this on the defensive end as well. Um, Too much talent out there. But I'm taking the Dolphins uh, for sure. Dolphins over uh, over the Broncos. Dolphins are at home. Uh, Chargers, Vikings. I'm taking the Chargers on the road. Uh, again, y'all know me. I expected the Vikings to be bad. I'm not surprised they're 0-2. I picked them to lose versus the Bucks week one. Picked them to lose versus the Eagles. I'm picking them to lose versus the Chargers again. They lost everything. They did trade and get Cam Akers. So that's a chance. But if Cam Akers don't stay healthy, then you're going to be back to having Matson as your lead back, Alexander Matson. And then we just seen after two weeks, he's not. He ain't had over 15 yards in the game rushing. So they know they blew the Dalvin Cook thing. And now y'all about to be in the 0-3 hole in a division that's playing pretty decent as far as the Packers and the Lions are concerned. But again, those are two teams I told you are going to be battling for the, for the division title anyway. But um, I got the Chargers in this one. Uh, Chargers are less flawed. Chargers are less flawed. Their flaw is their coaching staff right now. Uh, that's that's got to be the biggest flaw. I think the coaching staff is the problem. Uh, I, I'm not sold on Brandon Staley. Uh, Kellen Moore is all right right now. Again, he lost Eckler. I think that hurt it. Him. That's kind of what helps his offense. He likes to feature the back, but not just as a runner. So um, I do think that hurt him. But I think uh, Brandon Staley right now is doing a terrible job with a tremendous team. and um, But I do think he get a win over Kevin O'Connell because I just think the Vikings are uh, preparing for a, a rebuild. And they don't even know it's coming, but it's going to come. And it's going to come right after they pay Justin Jefferson. They're going to lock him in, give him a fat deal, highest paid receiver in NFL history. And then they're going to blow everything up. And it'll be just him and a bunch of him and Addison, uh, Jordan Addison, the receiver they just drafted. And they're going to be retooling this whole thing because they let go of everybody. The only players they got left are veteran players, and those guys aren't getting it done right now. Um, Kirk Cousins is on last year, his deal. I don't think they should bring him back. I think it's time to to move on. I think he is what he is. Um, he's a serviceable quarterback, playoff caliber quarterback, but he's not getting your team over the hump, and they don't have enough talent to pull him over the hump. So, um, again, taking the uh, Chargers and the Chargers versus Vikings. Uh, and that's a Sunday game as well. Colts Ravens, one and one Colts versus two and oh Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. Ravens are gonna go three and oh. Pick Baltimore to win the division. Um, even though it's probably gonna be sloppy. Um, not sure if Anthony Richardson gonna play or not, but I'm taking the Ravens either way. Um 
This next game is probably going to be another one of those fun games. Falcons, Lions. Y'all know how this works. I'm, I told you. Did y'all watch the Falcons-Packers game? I said that game was, was going to be a doozy. I picked the Packers, but I said, don't be surprised if Atlanta wins because they're the team that I think has a chance to take the Saints down um, for that NFC title, even though the Bucks are now creeping in that NFC South conversation too, and they have a big chance to prove themselves this weekend as well. Um, but again, Falcons-Lions in Detroit. I'm taking Atlanta, man. I want to take the Lions. I want to. I'm still probably going to be fake white rooting for the Lions. But I told y'all, man, Arthur Smith is is was my favorite offensive coordinator. Even more than Matt LaFleur, the offensive coordinator uh, for the for the Packers. And the head coach of the Packers was our offensive coordinator first. And then we got Arthur Smith after LaFleur. And Arthur Smith made his run. And now he's in Atlanta. Those are two teams that I thoroughly root for because of the coaching heritage. I like seeing guys that come from out of our tree and go be successful. And these are two gentlemen that are handling their business. And uh, I think the Falcons go 3-0 and and they surprise everybody. And there's a surprise um, undefeated team at the end of three weeks. They're the surprise. They're more surprised than the Commanders. Uh, I think so. If they end this week 3-0 and and the Commanders end the week 3-0, and uh, like I'm assuming, I think Falcons will be the surprise 3-0 and team of the weekend. Um, but it's definitely, I'm taking the Falcons. But y'all know I love the Dan Wagon. So, again, I, 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 I got a little, I got a thing for the Lions, man. I, I like Dan Campbell. So, I'm hoping that this is a good game. Obviously, somebody got to lose. I'm saying Atlanta's going to win for the sake of this win-loss thing for people who listen. But y'all know how I feel about the Lions, dog. They're my homies. Um, Jets, Patriots, 0-2 Pates. Travel up to Jay-Z to take on the Jets, 1-1. Um Man, Zach Wilson is 0-4 uh, in his career versus the Patriots. The Jets are 0-14 in their last 14 games versus the Patriots. And I still want to pick the Jets because I feel like this Patriot team, it ain't bad, but they they make mistakes early and then puts them out of the game late. So by the time they figure it out, it's too late. In both games, they had a chance late to win it. But it's like if y'all would have played like this the whole game, you wouldn't be in this predicament. But I'm taking the Patriots, dog. I'm taking the Patriots and the Jets hit the uh, ring the alarm. I take the Patriots. The streak continues. Jets go 0-15 versus the Patriots. Zach Wilson will be 0-5 and the Jets will be looking for another quarterback. They will not go the rest of this year with Zach Wilson if he loses this game. I'm saying he is. For his sake, he I hope for his sake, I hope I'm wrong. But I think the Patriots just have his number. And respectfully, it's not that hard of a number to have. If we've been watching football and watching Zach Wilson over the last two years. And this is I'm and this is me. I'm I like Zach Wilson. I was a fan of him coming out. But over the last two years, he's not been impressive and he's very, very easy to read. So I do think the Patriots defense would just still been playing well. We know Belichick gonna coach him up. They're gonna take away Garrett Wilson, just like he took away Tyreek Hill last week. Just like he took away AJ Brown the week before that. He's going to take away your best player. Or it might be Brees Hall. But he's gonna take away your best player. And he's gonna force somebody else to be great. And if you can do that, then you will win. And if you can't, you will lose. And that's why I think they're going to lose, man, because Zach Wilson ain't figured out how to get through progressions, bro. He gets stuck on his first read, second read, and then I don't know what's happening after that, bro. It's like a wash. But um, 
Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots on the road. Jets fall to one and two. Patriots move up to one and two. And the Jets start to get real, real nervous. Next, um, another game that should be fun. 2-0 Saints take on the 1-1 Panthers in Lambeau. I'm going to take the Packers. Um, Jordan Love, I want to say, still leads the league in passing touchdowns. Leads the league in passing rating right now. Very impressive. Um, early, very, very, uh, very, very, I don't want to use the word protective of the football. But uh, he's, he's definitely taking care of the football. No turnovers or no interceptions. I think he fumbled once. But um, I'm taking the Packers at home. I like the Saints. But I think the offense, the Saints defense has been stout all week. Or the last two weeks. They've, they haven't given them more than 15 points in the game. Or 20. 15, 20 points. Can, you can live with that. And they're 2-0. But I like the Packers. I like the Packers offense. I like, I like what they can do. Uh, just either spreading you out or running the ball. I do think they'll be able to put a little bit of pressure on the New Orleans. Get some plays. Make some plays down the field. And put this New Orleans offense in a bind to it. Now they got a score. And we haven't really seen the New Orleans offense take off yet. We've seen a splash play here from Rashid Shaheed. A uh, big play over the top from Olave. Quick couple deep balls to uh, Mike Thomas. But they haven't put it together yet. And it's not just an explosive offense like we think it will be come season in. Um, I think this is a chance for the Packers to go and uh, get, a, get a good win that they're going to need. A well-needed win um, to keep them atop of the division. Um, because like I said, the Lions are going to be uh, on their heels all season long. But uh, I think the Packers get a win over New Orleans. I think New Orleans' offense needs just a little bit more work. But I think their secondary of the Packers will be tested this weekend um, versus that receiving core with Olave, Shaheed, uh, and Kankar Mike. But I'm still taking the Packers at home uh, over the Saints. Texans, Jags. I'm taking the Jags. Texans got a lot of work to do. CJ Stroud, new quarterback, rookie out there. Um, going up against a very, very good Jaguar team that you just seen take the Kansas City Chiefs to uh, to the limit uh, last week in a very, very good game. So I'm taking the Jags. Uh, they're just they're 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 a very, very good team right now. Um, well, well coached by Dougie P. And Trevor Lawrence is getting better um, as the weeks progress, and that's that's what you want out of your first out of the first pick in the draft. So taking the Jags over the Texans, uh, Panthers, Seahawks taking the Seahawks at home. Um, Panthers fall to 0-3 as well as the Texans fall to 0-3. Uh, Panthers just got work to do, man. They got to get Bryce a couple, some more, some line help. Forget the weapons. They need to get some line help. It got so bad that they're putting Danny Dalton in in short yardage plays. Just because they might, just in case he got to keep it so he can avoid getting hit extra free shots. Like, it's crazy. The O-line has to get better. And I did not expect the Panthers O-line to... Look like this because they invested well in the O-line. It's actually what I thought would have been one of their stronger points. But, hey, it goes to show you, man, it always looked good on paper, but you still got to go out there and play the game. And uh, I think the Seahawks get a win over the weekend, um, putting their record at 2-1, and one, um, keeping them right there afloat uh, at the top of the division, right behind the Niners. Uh, Seahawks over the Panthers. Next, we got Chiefs, Bears. Bears travel to Kansas City. They got the Kansas City by 12. Take it. Kansas City, man, might shut these boys out, bro. After the debacle going on there, you go out and tell people that you're getting confused out there and you having brain farts. Oh my goodness, this is not going. This is not the team to go out and let people know that you be out there overthinking. Cause boy, Chris Jones is about to make you think 
He about to uh, overheat you, young man. So bring your bring your hard hat, lunch pail, and a second Gatorade and a second water because they're about to run your ass, Mr. Fields. I got Kansas City in a runaway. Um, don't be surprised if we see backups in the game like a college game. Mahomes might sit down by the fourth quarter. This this won't be fun. Um, and then we got Cowboys 2-0 taking on the 0-2 Cardinals in Arizona. Again, stick them in the same boat as the Bears. Cowboys is about to put them stomping on these dudes. Um, they got the Cowboys also about 12 and a half. Go ahead and take it. This will be another whopping stomping. Um, no Kyler Murray. No, no nanny, no nookie, no nothing. They don't got nothing out there, man. Um, we got Hollywood Brown running fast. And shout out to Josh Dobbs getting a chance, though, man. Uh, to, to be a starting quarterback in this league, dog, you put a little stint together with us and earned yourself this moment. Congratulations on your moment, my G. Uh, embrace it. Enjoy it. You don't get too many chances to play quarterback in the NFL. So salute to Josh Dobbs, man, uh, former Tennessee volunteer. I know I like Tennessee college. And something about that orange, that burnt orange. So I just root for them. Uh, but shout out to Dobbs doing his thing. And now a very, very interesting game. Very, very interesting game. We're coming up. Uh, Monday night. They go, we got double header on Monday. We got double headers. First one, Eagles Bucks. This is the game I was talking about. Um, I want to say I'm surprised the Bucks is 2-0, but I literally picked them both weeks. But again, it's all about who you play, man. The guys they play, I, I wasn't that sold on. They played the Vikings week one. You know how I feel about the Vikings. And they played the Bears week two. So again, surprised they undefeated? No, but yeah. But here's a real test. And I think it's a test for Philly as well, because what I will say is, this, uh, the Buccaneers defense has played well both games. Very well. For both games. They are going to get tested by Philly. Uh, uh, this is what I would like to call a trap game. I'm going to take Philly. I think Philly wins this game. Um, I, think they win a, I think they win a close one, though. I think the Bucs are better they're not better than what I expected, but it's up to it's just how long can Baker play like this? And again, he's not playing lights out, but he's not trying to be the best player on the team like he was in Cleveland, like he was in Carolina, and like he was in St. Louis. Or my apologies, LA. Now you're here in Tampa where these are these are champions on the team. These guys, Mike Evans is is Mike Evans. You know what I'm saying? Chris Godwin is Chris Godwin. You know what I'm saying? You got these elite-level receivers around. And I think they kind of humble him. And um, kinda, they kind of bringing the best out of him, and he's played well. But I'm still going gonna, gonna to take Philly, though. I, I think Philly has this game. Um, but this is a test to show how good the Buccaneers are and do they want to throw their hat in there with the Falcons and the Saints on winning this division. This is a game. Where the Buccaneers win, lose, or draw could let me know if they have a chance to fight for the division uh, as well as I feel about the Falcons and the Saints. Because the Bears have, I mean, not the Bears, the Bucs have great offense, great defense. They have those weapons on both sides of the ball. It's all about the quarterback play and the play calling. So far, so good. Uh, but I think the Philly just, I think they're still a little too well-rounded. We'll see if the coordinators come into to play in this game. This will be uh, the best team they played in two weeks. 
Um, Patriots did a number on them too. Uh, so that's what makes me feel like this could be a very, very good game. Um, if the Bucks play well, <clears throat> excuse me, if the Bucks play well, I definitely think the Bucks have a chance to make this game interesting. But I'm taking Philly on the road. On the road, Philly goes to three and zero. Buccaneers fall to two and one. But this one, this is gonna be a hell of a game. Eagles Bucks. I think this should be a doozy. Um, and we finish off Rams Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow re-aggravated his calf. I felt like his calf never was healed. I felt like that's why if you've watched. The last two games, his throws have been high, a little low, a little off. He ain't been able to escape rolling out from the, rolling out in the pocket. He ain't really been able to manipulate the pocket. He ain't really been able to move up. He's looked hurt since he got hurt. And I believe he rushed back, and I'm saying it again, like Jamar Chase said. He should have waited to week four. They should have played with Jake Browning, and they should have just let the chips fall how they may. Because now we're losing with you, and you're still getting banged up. When we could have been losing without you and you could have came back 100% healthy. You know what I'm saying? It's like if we, in four weeks, if the Bengals are 0-4 and you're hurt and now you finna miss another three weeks, four weeks, season's over. When you could have started off 0-4, came back fully healthy, and we'll be like, oh, it's bro back. They gonna be straight. Now it looks a little different. So... I'm taking the Rams on the road. Uh, I hope the Bengals win or it's going to be uh, crazy. It's going to be real crazy. So um, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. But those are all the games. Um, got those are my picks. You already know. Go back and listen to it again. Mark them down. Um, shall be fun. I'll be tuned in to all the games. And, uh, again, Thursday games tonight, Niners-Giants. Uh, we'll be breaking down that tomorrow. I'll have two guests on tomorrow live with me. Obviously, Big Chair will be one. Um, another guest as well. Come on. We're going to break down the Thursday night game. Um, I'll let them do their picks for who they're who they taking. Obviously, we're going to talk college football and some of the big games that went over on the past weekend and some of the big games that's up for this weekend as well because we do got some big ones coming down the turnpipe. We'll talk Colorado, Colorado State game. We'll talk the hit, the death threats. Uh, Coach Prime, is he one of the best college football coaches already? All that and more, man, on the next episode of the Bring a Will Podcast. But as far as today, this is a wrap. Thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all already know I love each and every one of y'all that tune in to listen to the podcast. Y'all already know, tune in tomorrow. If you got Facebook, Dana, Real Wood, I'll be going live, bringing the Wood Podcast uh, for myself, D. Wood. Everybody, I love y'all again. Love, peace, and hair grease. Love, live life. And Tupac, it's the Bring the Wood podcast. I'm D. Wood. I just brought the wood. Enjoy your day. Peace.